This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's a lovely Wednesday here in Pittsburgh. That means the Steelers are back on the practice field. And, uh, well, I'm uh, I'm on the COVID-19 list. So <laughs> yeah, you are. We are, uh, we're doing this. I'm remote and Matt is in studio. And so if uh, things sound a little differently, that's why. Uh, because we can't see each other. Yeah, and bear with us. Bear with us. I'm already, uh, you know, I'm... I'm 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 just I'm lost without seeing Matt here. I don't I don't I don't know what's going on. It's going to be a long uh, stretch but, um, too. I'm not going to see you for a long time. Yeah, I know. This is our last show this week. Uh, of course, because of Christmas, uh, we will be back on Monday. Hopefully, I'll be back in studio on Monday. We'll see about that. Uh, but the Steelers, in the meantime, have a big game this week against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, again, uh, much like the case was last week, a win would clinch the AFC North championship for the, uh, for the Steelers or a Cleveland loss. That's not going to happen. Uh, you know, the, the Browns are playing the Jets, uh, who just placed their best player, Quinn and Williams, uh, on IR for the rest of the season. So uh, the Steelers got to take care, care of business on their own. Yeah, they do. And frankly, they just need to start playing better football and, you know, not even worry about – clinching the division and you know public perception and just get back to doing what they've done well for much of the year starts at the quarterback position uh, I do think the two guys coming back well maybe you know more than me but Vince Williams and, and Dotson Kevin Dotson coming back I think will be major helps not that either no, those guys are John Hanna and Dick Butkus but those have been two holes in this lineup on both sides of the ball yeah I mean those those are two big uh, guys to get back at this point um, you know, they had kind of reached a tipping point to a certain degree with some of the injuries. I mean, you, yeah. you know, okay, Vince Williams by himself doesn't necessarily change the defense, but when when it's Bud Dupree, uh, Devin Bush, and Vince Williams who are out there are not out there, and then you had Joe Hayden to the mix against the uh, the Bills, uh, it shouldn't it's be all that surprising that the Bills, right. yeah, that the that the Bills moved the football a little bit. You know, last week, um, see, you know, no James Conner. Uh, you know, you're missing Dotson, you're missing Filer. Uh, so you're playing, uh, you know, uh, somebody at, at guard who, quite frankly, is, you know, may not be an NFL player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you add in the mixes on, on what you're missing on defense. It, it does kind of add up uh, to, you know, perhaps, you know, you can call it playing down to an opponent, but when you're missing that many guys, and, and this is not to excuse the loss of the Bengals, that loss is inexcusable. Uh, but, your your margin for error is much less than it was before you didn't have all those guys. Right, right. And there certainly were some holes in the lineup. So in the lineup, it looks like that's going to get corrected, uh, you know, to some degree. And hopefully nothing else, you know, no, no other leaks spring out. Um, but they just need to play better. I mean, there's there's been a lot of problems with this offense over the last month or so. And it shocks me to say this, but the most recent problem and as big a problem as we've seen is the quarterback play. And um, can Ben bounce back? Absolutely. I mean, if anyone can bounce back, that, that's the, the guy. And, um, you know, I guess he talked to you guys today. I'm sure he's not thrilled with how he's playing either. No, in fact, he said he played, he's been playing like poo. 
Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to give you I'm going to give you four quarterbacks here, Matt. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but these are all guys who either this is either their age 38 season or a 2019 season. Okay, that might give that might give one of them away. But quarterback A at age 38, they're all playing right now. Touchdowns. No, these are guys. Uh, okay. These are all recent guys, though. Okay. Okay. Quarterback A at age 38 had 36 touchdown passes in nine interceptions in September, October, and November of this season. Not this season, but uh, the, the season, season when he was 38. In December, he had three touchdowns and six interceptions. Hmm. Quarterback B, uh, this in 2019, completed 64.7% of his uh, his passes with 13 touchdowns. Uh, throwing for 2,251 yards in uh, in the month of September. In November, or I'm sorry, those, those were his first eight starts. Okay, okay. First eight starts. In November and December, over his final eight starts, he completed 57.5% of his passes for just 1,806 yards. Hmm. So all four, 450 yards less in uh, eight percentage point uh, difference in completion percentage. Quarterback C at age 38, completed 65.8% of his passes in September for 1,205 yards with eight touchdown passes and two interceptions. That's a passer rating of 97.3. In December of that same year, he completed 62.5% of his passes for 743 yards, again, almost 500 yards less, with six touchdowns and five interceptions. He started four games in both months. And quarterback D at age 38 completed 66.9% uh, of his passes for 777 yards, seven touchdowns with one interception in three games in September, a passer rating of 105.2. In December, he completed 61.5% of his passes for 928 yards, six touchdown passes, five interceptions. That's over four games, and it's a passer rating of 74.4. Hmm. Okay. Okay, quarterback am... A in that Go ahead. Quarterback A was Peyton Manning in his year 38 season. Quarterback B was Tom Brady last season. That makes quarterback sense. C was Brett Favre in his year 38 season. And quarterback D is Ben Roethlisberger. Hmm. Now, I figured one had to be Ben and those other ones make an awful lot of sense as well. And, and this is something we talked about and sort of warned our listeners about when all the reports were, man, Ben looks great. He's throwing really well, lots of optimism. And, and we've often said, you know, Brady last year, Breeze last year, were not the same this time, time, you know, this time of year as they were the first 10, 12 weeks of the season. And obviously, I'm sure. Breeze, well, I looked at Breeze last year was a little bit different. Okay. Because if you remember, he missed a four game stretch in the middle True. of the season. True. So his numbers, there was no drop-off when okay. it came to December for Breeze last year. I, I thought his play dropped off. I, I don't know the numbers. But yes. I mean, if you're looking at just at his play on the field, he was not the same player. Right. But his numbers were almost identical. That makes sense. He also plays in the dome and doesn't deal with the elements. Right. And that, that's why I picked these four guys. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, the, the year that I'm talking about here with Manning, he was with uh, Denver. Okay. Uh, so he was playing Viking, outside. Or was he, who was, was he no, Favre was still with the Packers. That was his last year with the Packers. Okay. Uh, and obviously that was Brady last year with the uh, with the Patriots. So these are all four outdoor quarterbacks. I didn't look at like Matt Ryan yeah. or some of these other guys that do play in domes, um, even though that could certainly, you know, the, the, Matt Ryan this year, if you watch him try to play, uh, is not the same player. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, that's great. But my, my, my thing here is is that people are saying Roethlisberger needs to retire. He's, he's awful. He's got 30 touchdown passes and 3,400 uh, passing yards this season. He's not horrible. He's not been horrible all year long. So to say that, you, that he needs to retire, to me, is silly. Well, I think that's a massive overreaction to some poor play. Um, I mean, like we were talking about before, though, I mean, we were worried that the longevity, the marathon of the season, I think that's when age starts to pop up. Or, you know, even before we saw this from Ben, that was my worry, not, boy, will he play well up until Halloween, but will he be able to do it for 16-plus games? And that doesn't mean that, you know, hey, we were right. He, he he's done. Forget about it. I mean, he's never going to throw play well again the rest of this year. And I think he's just going through a difficult stretch. And you mentioned his confidence yesterday. I thought that was a good way of looking at it because he doesn't he doesn't look like he's as comfortable and as confident delivering the football as we're so accustomed to him being. Yeah, and, and you know, I think um, you know, I've seen the comment. Well, he looks like Peyton Manning in his last year. No, that's not even Peyton Manning had nine touchdown passes and seventeen interceptions in his last year. I mean, he, he was done throw an out route. I mean, he, he the ball yeah he couldn't, couldn't he, there. He, he couldn't throw up without it being intercepted. Right. I right. mean that, that yeah. he just was not a good player. Um, so yeah. Ben is not that right now. No, uh, he, you know he's still capable of doing some things. And I'll say this: they're playing this weekend against the Indianapolis Colts. The guy on the other side of the field is 39 years old mm-hmm. playing in a you know dome so and, right yeah he's played in a dome all season long so if we think that that you know the weather is going to affect ben late in the year do we also then think that it's going to affect philip rivers late in the year yeah and i just think it's more the rigors of the season i think the weather plays into it rivers was never a great bad weather quarterback anyways and was fortunate enough to play in san diego most of his career which is helpful um but maybe he is ready to hit a wall as well. You know, I mean, he doesn't move particularly well. He hasn't taken much of a beating, but neither has Ben. Ben hasn't gotten hit very much this year, I mean, by NFL quarterback standards. And I just think it's the longevity of the season. I mean, just going to work, work weeks time and time again and keeping yourself in shape and all the bumps and bruises. And um, I just think it's a long marathon on these older guys. Yeah, I agree. And I, so, I, you know, I think the people, talking about well ben needs he needs to retire he's done he's, he's just hang it up uh, no um you know i mentioned in my uh, in my 10th thoughts after sunday's game on, on the or Monday's game on the Pittsburgh sports.com and i've talked about this all season they need to figure out something to lower that cap hit for next year mm-hmm. because he's gonna you know he's going to be back so you look at it and you say okay his his base salary is four million dollars next year not much you can do about that that's that's they can lower that to, to you know uh, extend him and lower that to like 1.5 million, but that's not going to, that doesn't touch the 40, you know, $41.25 million cap hit that it is. He's got a $15 million roster bonus. That's also due. Um, you know, so that's, that's where you could make some, you know, make some hay with that thing. But you know, it's, it's 41.25 million and people say, well, they're paying him way too much money next year. That's not what they're paying him folks. His payout next year is $19 million. Okay. Um, you know, that's the going rate for an average quarterback in today's NFL. Oh, yeah. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's making 18. I mean, right. Cousins is making 31. You know, like I had this conversation, I forget who I was talking to, and I, I looked up just a couple 
couple guys that have left the team and hit the open market and what they're getting that are average at best. And, I mean, that's a going rate. <laughs> you know, I mean, what do you think Dak's going to make whenever he signs in a month oh, or yeah. whatever? He's going to make 40. You know, I mean, even if you have 30 invested in a quarterback, that's not unheard of. That's not insane by nowadays standards. I mean, that's that's Kirk Cousins' money. Yeah, and, you know, so Roethlisberger's 41.25 million dollar cap hit is not because of anything Roethlisberger did. It's no, because no, the no. team chose to restructure him you know, in the spring. Now, maybe, you know, maybe that was a bad decision. We'll find out. Uh, but, you know, I think that they did that thinking, okay, he's going to be fine. Uh, all the reports are, are good on him, and we're going to extend him, uh, you know, maybe add another year or two to that contract. We'll see. Um, you know, they, out a little bit. Yeah. It's a $41.25 million hit, but that doesn't mean he's being paid $41.25 million in 2021. Right. He's essentially a $19 million quarterback in 2021. Now, you did give him, you know, some of that is, is $12.5 million of that is signing bonus. So you can say, well, he's a $31.5 million quarterback. Again, that's the going rate for a quarterback who's thrown 30 touchdown passes with 3,500 passing yards with two games left. Mm-hmm. No, it's not outlandish for what the league is right now. And especially, you know, someone with his pedigree. And there's been many times a season he's carried the offense, too. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, if we operate under the assumption that he's going to come back next year, he's going to be the Steelers starting quarterback. I mean, I think that's safe. That's going to one more year is going to occur. You do think they can restructure him to some degree, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that they can do something there, you know, whether, you know, if they add another year, um, you know, if they. You know, maybe maybe they talk to him about that. You know that that roster bonus or something like that. Hey Ben, you're not you're not that guy anymore. Can we uh, lower that a little bit? And maybe he does that to mm-hmm. to give them a little bit of cap relief. I don't know. There's there's all kinds of uh, things that they can do there. But you know, the, the, the people thinking that he's making forty one point two five million dollars next year. That's not the case. Not um, and quite frankly, you don't have you don't have another option. Releasing him. Just you know, there's still twenty two point two five million dollars in dead cap space. You save nineteen million dollars, and as we just said, nineteen million dollars doesn't get you a viable replacement for Ben Roethlisberger. No, no. I mean, unless you think unless you think Teddy Bridgewater is a viable replacement, right? I mean, you could do something like I mean, if you were to go down that road, you could trade for a Darnold or an existing contract, possibly. But then you got to pay them. A year from now or whatever, too. I mean, maybe you could buy a little time, but that doesn't mean you get better at the position. Um, you know, when we talk big picture like this, though, I, I think, you know, we're not sitting next to each other as usual, but my hunch is you're in agreement that job number one this offseason is going to be take pressure off Ben. If that means linemen, running backs, whatever, I, I think they need to prepare for life without him and prepare for life with the older version of him that isn't going to be the, the locomotive anymore. Yeah, I absolutely believe, I believe that's the case. And, and, uh, you know, we can talk a little bit more about that with, with, uh, Bob Labriola. We'll have him on next, um, when we get him on the, on the air here. But, uh, I don't think Roethlisberger is washed up by any stretch of the, uh, imagination. I think this is just what happens to, uh, you know, your older quarterbacks as they, as they continue to age and, you know, I think they can fix that, as you said, by perhaps taking a little more of the pressure off of him, be that with the running game, be that with, um, you know, better offensive line play. 
Um, but we'll talk about that with Bob when we come back right after this. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. We're pleased to be joined now as we are every Wednesday by uh, our own local Grinch. That would be Bob Labriola, <laughs> editor of uh, Steelers Digest and Steelers.com. Bob, how are you? If you think I'm sour now, you should have seen me about uh, midnight on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm Not sure imagine. you were. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or halftime. Halftime on Monday night, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was one of the, the worst um, performances I'd seen from Ben Roethlisberger in his 17 seasons. That first half was just uh, atrocious. And you can lay the blame anywhere you want to do it, but it has to start, to me, with the quarterback's play, particularly in that game. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was not um... – you know, and I was thinking as you were saying that, and because I was thinking about this as was happening too. I honestly can't remember him ever being that bad. Um, it was the five interception game against Jacksonville, but that seemed to be me seemed to me to be more about you know um, bad. The Jaguars were making good things. plays. Yeah, yeah. And there was some of that too, but you know, Monday night. It just it, it it seemed like you know he had lost it, um, and you saw some of it come back in the second half. But you know you say um, about you know place and blame. Um, you know I, I I can I can give you a short list if you'd like besides him <laughs> uh, because you could you you explain to me how. Uh, Wilbur Marshall and Otis Wilson. Oh no, no. Um, Sam Hubbard and Carl Lawson combined for eight hits and a sack. Um, I, you know, it, it's just uh, the tackles. We we can certainly go there. Um, so I, I thought that it was it was a team effort stink job. Um, but I don't believe that the Steelers will ever be able to win a game against anyone if the quarterback doesn't play better than that. No, I think you're 100% right, Bob. I mean, we had a really good conversation yesterday on the show because Dale went and did – he went quarter by quarter with Ben's production this year, just his numbers. And it's alarming how poor his first quarters are. And the slow start, even when he was playing well, he'd rebound and, you know, you get over it and not that big a deal. But – the slow start thing has me baffled. I mean, do you have any theories or ideas on that? No, I do not. Yeah. I mean, I, and and I also, though, don't think that him throwing 80 passes on a Wednesday practice is going to change that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I kind of think that it's wise not to have him 
overdoing it during the week. Um, because I, you know, I, I just think there are only so many throws in an arm. And, um, you know, on a Wednesday, especially in December, you can, I mean, I can't be convinced that it is necessary for a quarterback who has started every game he has to practice on Wednesday for his timing with the receivers who haven't changed all year. I mean, I, you know, I, I can see that if you'd go a couple of weeks where he didn't practice at all and played in the game, then, yeah, then there's some of that. I, 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 I could be sold on that. But missing one day and it being so far away from the, the, the upcoming game that it's going to impact the timing just doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe I'm wrong. That just doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, I, I don't get it. Um, and I, I just, again, they can't beat anybody if he plays like that, but nobody can convince me it's all his fault. No, I, I, I hear you on that, Bob, and, and, and I also don't think that there's, there's this narrative out there now that he's just done. Uh, the Steelers should move on from him and, and be done with it, and he can't play. Quarterbacks who have uh, 3,400 passing yards and 30 touchdown passes with two games to go aren't done. Right. Uh, you know, again, going back to the um, who else can we blame, um, you know, the two outside linebackers were sure coming down hard on those um, um, read option plays again and again and again. You know, when's that going to stop? That made me a little crazy. I mean, Finley by no means is a dangerous running quarterback. He's certainly not a, sh- a shred of what Lamar was. But once you saw the read option twice in that game, I would just think that they're so not dangerous doing other things that you would have to be very aware uh, of him holding it. And I well, couldn't believe they know, adjusted. Well, or, you know, and... And this is to me too, and I and, and I, I mean no disrespect, but for a guy who is being considered as a legitimate defensive player of the year, mm-hmm. does he even need to be told by a coach to quit doing that? Really? Oh, sure. No, I I'm mean, not even blaming coaching. I'm just saying. Well, no, no, I, yeah. I'm not saying you are. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm agreeing. We're we're just commiserating on the on yeah. the same issue. I mean, at what point, you know, and it all goes back to me that the Stars got to play like Stars, and that's one of the things about it. I mean, not only should he have not done, T.J. Watt not done that anymore, but he should have been up Alex Highsmith's hindquarters screaming at him about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, after Um, two of them or so, come on. Right. Right, right. Uh, So... You know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I don't get it. I, I did believe to some degree that the previous week's game against Buffalo, that you know, any any NFL roster reaches a critical mass where, you know, you, you just can't have any more injuries. You just can't. I mean, and as I've said, the, the next man up thing. That's that's the thing that a coach has to say to his team. Uh, and to make the guy that he's putting in the game believe and to make the other guys on the field believe and the guy that is going into the game believe. But you, and this is the NFL. 
I mean, your fifth inside linebacker is not as good as your starter. He's just not. <laughs> um, you you know, you're or who's essentially your fifth safety is not, <laughs> right. not as good as your fifth corner. Or your left guard. Yeah. Um, left guard. You're playing, um, you know, a marginal college center at guard. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure Haas and Allen, they may need to get on with their life's work. I mean, I'm not sure they're NFL players. That, there you go. Right. So, um, anyway, but, you know, against the Bengals, I, I just, uh, I don't know. Um, now, let me say this, and maybe I'm just whistling past the graveyard. Who knows? Wouldn't surprise me if they beat Indianapolis. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just, I um, hear you. I mean, you know, it's, 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 I, I can't, and maybe, maybe this is me, and I don't root for anything, but I will root for this. The NFL not flexing the game against the Browns <laughs> because it's I'll for the you. AFC North Championship. <laughs> oh yeah, you can write that down. If if the Steelers do not beat Indianapolis and the Browns do the expected and crush the, the Jets, I mean, I'd bet anything you want to bet that that's the eight thirty game. Week seven. I have not a doubt in my mind. Oh, that's money in the bank. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it. Yeah, that's money in the bank. Because so I mean, you know, that's that's where my rooting interests lie with this whole thing. Um, yeah. You know, what makes it easiest for me? Uh, <laughs> you know, on, on a given weekend. Um, but you know, at this point, this team needs a win just to kind of right the ship. Yeah. And uh, you know, there are there are scenarios where that um, Cleveland Pittsburgh could be back to back weeks too. Well, yeah, I mean, that's open the playoffs based on, um, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if NBC already isn't in Rogers' ear and saying you owe us one from Thanksgiving night because the Steelers move the needle for them. They do. I mean, um, the Steelers' ratings on uh, Sunday Night Football are among the best that that program uh, does within the category. You know, even when, you know, when it's a, just a regular game, and this for the uh, the division championship, and it being Pittsburgh Cleveland, which um, you know, there's some hate there. Uh, I, I just I, I I cannot imagine a realistic scenario. I mean, I looked it up. The only other the only other possibilities are there's a well, it's all division games, so th- there would be. Uh, Arizona and the Rams, NFC West, and you know the only problem is if it was, um, you know, it's Washington, Philadelphia. So that's uh, in the A of NFC East. That's the first and fourth team, and then New York Giants and Dallas. You know, Dallas is, or no, Dallas has come on. The Giants, I think, whatever. One of them is uh, maybe a half a game ahead of Philadelphia, and so that's really not that. Um, but who knows? Maybe based on what happens this weekend, an, NF- an NFC East game could end up being the winner wins the division, the loser is out, hmm. which is what the NFL wants the most out of that last or in that in that time slot on the final regular season Sunday. Amazingly, on Monday night, not everything was horrible. Uh, I thought the running game showing a little bit of life was promising. I thought the offensive line got off the ball a little better in the run game. And Snell, I mean, say what you want about him, but he runs hard. I mean, no one in the backfield has juice. 
Do you think that they can have an you know a mediocre to below average, not horrible running game? Um, you mean the rest of this right season? Yeah. Um, yeah. Depending, you know, I, I also think though that it has you know you, the the degree of difficulty can't be real high either, mm-hmm. uh, and by that I mean not against a, a defense that is high ranked highly in the league against the run. You need you need some natural um, they're they're going to need some natural help uh, that you you know you have to get from the opponent in terms of them not being uh, at the, at the, at among the best in the league at that. Uh, you know, and, and Benny Snell is that. He's he's a finisher. Uh, he's got no real. Uh, he's just a guy outside of that. I believe at, at the position, he's not a threat as a receiver. He's not an especially uh, accomplished pass protector on third downs. Um, he's willing. I don't know how good at it he is. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if there's some coming off the ball and you get Dotson back. Um, because this is what I would do. I mean, and I, and doing a lot of these changes is probably counterproductive. Um, but my understanding is they have a chance of getting Filer back, uh, if not for the Browns game, then possibly for the playoffs. I'd put him back at right tackle would you? and put Dotson in the guard. Um, what I like about I, that is because then I would trot out Chooks as a sixth offensive lineman and never see Hawkins again. Because he's awful. <laughs> he's awful. Yeah. Um, and um, and and oh, this is what I was going to say. The Castro has to be injured. Yeah, there's something going if, on there without question. Right. He's too good if, a player. To if people want to like look at Ben and say he's done, well, I'm not seeing a whole lot much different at right guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think anyone so, thinks his career's over. Or boy, he's right. Hang I mean, it I, don't, I don't. I don't. I. I I, I don't. I, I think that he's playing at less than even you know normal percentage for this time of the year for an interior offensive lineman in the NFL. You know, I won't even insult any of our intelligence by saying he's not 100 percent because you know, as Ben said or whoever said, there's no such thing as that. Uh, not in this league. Not at this time of the year. But the Castro is even. I, I believe, um, or I hope. I hope to believe. Uh, that he is less than even what he would normally be, because I mean, uh, he he just doesn't look like he has always looked. Um, so there's that too. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, I mean, it's it, yeah, it's a myriad of problems for them. I think left tackle is is a problem as well. Um, but that's been kind of the case all year. I don't, I you know, I, I was told in training camp that. You know, Cora, Four, and Banner were their two best tackles in camp. Um, and I thought, well, that's just kind of, you know, Al's just kind of cruising through training camp right now, and those two are fighting for a job. So they came in in great shape, but it is what it is. I mean, he's just yeah. not playing up to his level of, of previous play. People are going through right. him with power more than I remember, too. You know, like his he doesn't play with the exact same leverage, and he's so tall, that's always a challenge for him. But – I don't remember people going up the middle of him as often as he has lately. Yeah, he, he always seemed to be really good at, um, and and Tuncher Wolf could could use the correct term for this, but you know how he would knock the pass rusher's arms down and then just bury him mm-hmm. um, because you know 
Uh, but, you know, Al Villanueva has fashioned himself a very nice career, and I think the Steelers did pretty well for a guy they, you know, picked off the other team's sideline. Um, and, you know, they, they had a functional uh, quality NFL starting left tackle for a few years. Um, but he's not a Hall of Fame player or, you know, any of that. And, that, you know, that's just that's just what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not being uh, overly critical, I don't think. It's just kind of assessing the situation. And, you know, I would imagine that, and I think we may have talked about this on this show, um, this is, I would think this is it for Al um, in terms of his contract is up. Uh, I, I really believe that he can do great things with his life. He could, you know, he's served his country already. He might, you know, be able to serve his country or serve uh, humanity or whatever in different ways moving forward. Uh, and maybe it's time, you know, as Chuck Noll would say, to get on with your life's work. And, uh, you know, kudos to Al and all of that. I mean, he's, sure. he's, he's made some nice money. he never have to work again uh, if he doesn't want to, but I don't think that's the kind of guy he is. And, um, but, you know, the, the, a lot of these things, I mean, they're, they're, the, the, the string has run out on a lot of this stuff. Um, and, you know, that, the, the offensive line is one of those areas. Uh, you know, I thought Ramon played a year or two too long. Um, you know, I think it, 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 this should be Al's last season. Um, we'll have to see how it works out, though. Now you're right. I mean, the, 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 the team is playing with house money with him, but they need a succession plan, too. And maybe that is Banner and Chooks next year or Banner and Filer, or, you know, a second-round pick or a first-round pick. But uh, I, I tend to agree. I'm not sure that he'll be in pads anywhere next year. Yeah, and, and the way I look at the, the Steelers' running game is, um, you know, your Thursday and Friday picks should be offensive linemen. If Let's just pretend the goal of the draft is to rejuvenate the running game. Um, you know, I'm picking offensive linemen with those first picks. Yeah, I think you can get a good running back, a decent running back in the fourth round if you pick one, you know, high enough or whatever. That guy from Jacksonville, he wasn't even drafted. Um, and that and that's now. Uh, you know, I don't see any need to pick J.K. Dobbins or or Jonathan Taylor or guys in that spot where those guys were picked. I just I just don't think it's necessary. And I think if you have a good enough offensive line, um, I'd rather have the <clears throat> excuse me. I'd rather have the really good lineman helping the back look maybe better than he was drafted, as opposed to the other way around. The other thing about that is you, the the worst position to be in is going outside the organization for linemen. I mean, it's just bad business to try to grab one from another team, too. I mean, you can't, it's too expensive. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, and that's you know that's there, there's a there's a few things that are you know too expensive. Linemen are too expensive. Offensive linemen are too expensive doing that 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 way. Pass rushers are too expensive doing it that way, and any kind of um, uh, takeaway, making plays on the ball, defensive player is too expensive that way. Those are guys you have to draft and develop yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, and you didn't even mention quarterback there. And that's well, the, I mean that's sure. it's just, <laughs> the, 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 maybe you have to say that, um, but I would hope not because yes, that's that's that's. Crazy. 
crazy to even think of. You know, for every Jim Plunkett, who's the only guy I can think of, who was a quality um, championship-winning uh, retread, I don't know who else there is, who has there has ever been, you know, lately. Um, you know, you can go to France Arkansas and, you know, some of those people back when the game, when the business of the game was totally different. Um, but in terms of what the business of the game now, um, you know, I just, I just, yeah, you have to draft your own. And I also think it's, it's ridiculously crazy slash stupid. The whole, we'll get him and sit him on the bench a couple of years so he can learn from whoever the starter is. Yeah. Forget that. Jordan I'm picking a guy and he's going on the field because I want him, I want to have as much time on the clock of him on his rookie contract as I can because that's when you can make hay with some of the other positions and having some money to spend and build a roster and all that stuff. Because once you find a quarterback and you got to start paying him, you're going to have problems. You're in cap jail. Yeah, I agree, and and uh, you know we're talking about this season like it's over. Obviously, it is not. Uh, but uh, you know, there's, there's still uh, doesn't it? Doesn't it? To a certain degree, uh, but I, I still think this is a team that can recover and, and do some things. Um, you know, we'll see uh, if that happens. You know, if if they win on Sunday, it changes the entire narrative about what's left with this season. Absolutely, and I. Excuse me. I believe it would also change how they, what they view when they look in the mirror. Sure. Quality when they win. see themselves. Yeah. Um, a quality win at a time when it's quality win against an opponent that has a lot to play for, uh, ten and fourteen, and when uh, you know they're, they're, you've already been given the last rights yourself. Um, it, it, so. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I have to be honest. I don't see them being able to fix what ails them in the amount of time that they have to get it fixed. Labs, let's and say the, they get it. And, 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 the, and the personnel at their disposal to make it work. Let's say they squeak out a win. Maybe they score three touchdowns on defense. So I don't care how ugly it is. If they happen to win this weekend – and hopefully we can have this conversation next Wednesday. I would sit everybody in week seventeen. Would you? Well, as many as you can. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not. It's not like a college team um, where you have ninety-five guys in uniform on the sideline. But yeah, yes, um, definitely. Uh, I would. I would rest uh, as many. Certainly, Castro Ben would not Bang. play. Yeah. Ponzi would not play. Um, uh, Minka would not play. Cam would not play. Uh, Tua hasn't played in a few weeks, so I don't know if going to play him or not. Um, Watt would not play. The uh, yeah. Castro, maybe know, Deontay. All those, yeah. Right. Uh, all those kinds of guys. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's, I wouldn't care uh, if losing to the Browns puts them in the playoffs. Uh, sure, you know, I, sure. Um, You'll work yourself. I'll tell you what, I would rather the Browns in than the Ravens. Without question. I'd rather see the Browns in the playoffs than the Ravens. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. He is Bob Labriola, editor of Steelers Digest and Steelers.com, grinching it up for us as uh, as, <laughs> as expected. Uh, but, uh, Bob, we do want to wish you a uh, Merry Christmas. That's why you paid That's true. <laughs> this is very true. Uh, but Merry Christmas, Bob. We'll, uh, we'll see you on Sunday. And uh, you know, maybe uh, we'll, we'll t- get you a chance to talk to you again next Wednesday. Uh, maybe uh, you'll be in a little bit better mood <laughs> than, than you are this week. But uh, he's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. We are back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. The Steelers are releasing their injury report uh, for their first day of practice uh, t- today against the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. Uh, ben Roethlisberger not practicing. Marcus Allen with that stinger that he dist- uh, he suffered uh, in the game against the uh, the Bengals uh, did not practice today to rest that shoulder. James Conner, a full participant. Derek Watt uh, was a full participant as well. Uh, that uh, Coming off that concussion. He's still in concussion protocols, but we'll see where that goes. Um, Ulysses Gilbert with an ankle. Kevin Dotson with a shoulder was a full participant. Um, Eric Ebron with the back. Stefan Tuitt with the back. And Ola Adeni with a shoulder did not practice. Uh, but uh, the Steelers also got Bud Dupree back. Um, or I'm sorry, not Bud Dupree. Geez, that, would be a, that would be a big deal. Skin, yeah. uh, Vince, Vince Williams was back today as well for the Steelers. So uh, they're getting a little bit more healthy. Uh, getting Kevin Dotson back, getting James Conner back, and getting Vince Williams back, kind of a big deal. Huge deal. I think that's all very encouraging news. And I'm happy that that Watt is not more serious and he's in concussion protocol, but at least that's going well. That was a scary thing to watch. Um, I I know Conner's probably the best player of those three coming back, but to me, I'm more excited about getting Dotson and Vince Williams back, considering what you had to play with in their absence. You know, just getting NFL starting caliber quality players at those two spots, I think can really pay off. Yeah, I think so as well. And and it has a trickle down effect across the rest of the right. roster. You know, you're not, now you're, those guys can go back to playing their, their roles and put, the, you know, the guys that you expected to be out there back on the field. Yeah, right. I mean, that doesn't mean Vince Williams and Williamson have to play every snap and be every down players, but uh, they'll, they'll play a lot together. They're going to recognize things a lot better. They're going to communicate a lot better. Um, I, I think Williams' ability just to read runs and you know all the diagnosis stuff has been missing quite a bit. But you can still trot some guys out there in sub package and dime and all that tough you know type of thing too. But it's obvious in this game that there are players that aren't 60-minute men. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's guys that have a role. They have a niche. They're good for 10 to 12 plays a game. And when you ask them to do everything, it's a problem. Yeah, less is definitely more in mm-hmm. many of those cases. And so, you know, you want, uh, you know, your best guys out there, especially at this time of year. Um, you know, we'll see if that pays off for the Steelers uh, with a victory. I expect them to at least be – uh, more competitive this week. I expect this to be a you know they're at home. 
And they've been embarrassed now uh, three weeks in a row. And, you know, we can talk about everything that went wrong in those games. Um, but this is a proud team uh, with a lot of veteran players on it. And I expect them to show up and play a strong game on Sunday. I'm not as optimistic because just the, the, the taste in my mouth of how this offense is. What, what I don't expect is I don't expect a game like what they had in Cincinnati. In terms of emotion and mistakes. The, just and, the overall play. Yeah, yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. And I also think if you are an optimist and you look at the at the offense and say, okay, they showed us they can run the ball okay this past week. The receivers all got open and didn't drop passes this past week. If Ben plays even like he did two, three, four weeks ago and gets a moderate amount of help from that running game and receivers just doing their job and catching the ball that the, the good throws – this offense is going to move the ball. You know, I mean, it, 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 if you get a, a, an anchor in any of those respects, Ben plays well, but there's 10 drops, or there's zero running game, or the quarterback hurts you bad. I mean, we've seen enough glimpses over the last month, even when times were bad, that if they all can just bring their B-minus game or their C-plus game, the offense will click enough. Yeah, I think that's the, you know, Roethlisberger talked about that today, actually. Um, you know, because I, I asked him, I said, you know, it, it, what's is it just you, or is there other other you know there are a number of issues here? What's going on? Is it coaching? Is it what you know? What what what's the reason for the slow starts in particular? And he said, you know, it's just been a myriad of things, whether it be the drops this week, or him not playing well the next week, or you know the line not playing well in the, and you know that week. Um, so it's you know it's not they just need to get everything together. I think Brian Baldinger put out uh, a good uh, video. Um, yesterday uh, of the Steelers offense where, you know, if you look at some of these plays and he broke it down, like the, the screen to Ray Ray McLeod, that might've been a touchdown. If mm. Alville and the wave, gets out and makes his block. Yeah. It was there. Um, you know, the middle of the field was wide open and that's, that's your best, that's your punt returner sure. with the ball in his hands. And when he caught the football, there was nobody within five yards of him, but then Villain the wave misses his block and you know it turns into a, a negative a negative play, and he just missed a block. He took a bad angle on it. Um, you know it's just slight one adjustments here the and there. Yeah, one link in the chain blows the whole thing up. So mm-hmm. you know it, it's 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 fixable, and I think that's why Mike Tomlin is not you know lost his mind over this stuff. It, these th- these are things that are that are fixable. Uh, they just need to do it. Yeah, and a couple things too, like you even mentioned yesterday, and I agree with it. Early in the game. Deontay Johnson's going on that crossing route in kind of the intermediate level. Ben just misses him. I mean, the play design was perfect. He was wide open, and the, the throw held you back. I mean, there was protect. There was everything but the throw. I mean, and there's so many plays like that. This past game, unfortunately, too many of them were the throw. But I, I also think, you know, back to the Ben conversation, we weren't really saying this guy was done and can't play and shouldn't come back and on all these things that Steeler Nation has taken this to even a week ago. I mean, he played a very bad right. game. But, you know, we were blaming the drops before that. We were blaming the lack of running game. He was throwing the ball pretty well these past couple of weeks, even though, you know, just, I mean, if we, if we just isolate this game, you say that was terrible. But going into that game, we weren't having the conversation of, Boy, Ben's terrible. They got you know. You can't win with that guy. You know, I mean, it's one bad game really for him. Yeah, I agree. And so I, I think you know that's why I think they will bounce back a little bit. I'm not saying they win the game, 
but they're not going to play like they did there. I, I think you know he, there, there's too many guys who are too proud on this team for that to be for this to be the way that they you know finish off this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know maybe they don't win another game. I don't know, but I don't expect them to go out and play badly. I expect the other team to have to beat them, not for them to beat themselves. Like, yeah, which is exactly what happened against the Bengals. Yeah, they, they lost that game yeah. more than Cincinnati won it. I 100% agree. And last note on Ben, I know we're kind of up against it here a little bit, but you know, because of his age, the obvious conversation is, is he done? Oh, he's done. He's shot. Russell Wilson's going through a slump right now. Kyler Murray had four bad games yeah. in a row up until last week. You know, like Baker had a stretch of four to six weeks where he was a subpar player, and now he looks better. You know, like it's not uncommon for a quarterback to have a couple bad games. No, I agree, and and you know he just needs to. He, they can't afford for him to do that. Oh no, with the way too their offense them, is currently. Right. Yeah, it's just the way that their offense is constituted. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it's going to be time for the Fantasy Football Focus. We'll do that right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Uh, it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus here on The Drive. Uh, we'll run you through some of this injury report here real quick here. Guys who practiced and did not practice uh, because this is our last show for the week. And don't forget, uh, there's a Friday night game this week. No, no game on Christmas Eve. There's also three Saturday games this week. A little bonus coverage for the NFL. And then, of course, your regular Sunday schedule and a Monday game. So, Plenty to look forward to. Good luck to you if you're in your championship week or your semifinals. Uh, the Dolphins today activated Miles Gaskin off the reserve COVID-19 list. Um, that's good news for Gaskin owners who've been kind of waiting on him. He probably steps back in to the starting lineup, Matt? I assume so. I mean, they're, they've used so many running backs this year, but I think it's pretty clear. It's hard to guess, yeah. But when he's healthy, it seems like it's his job. When it's not, I think it gets cloudy. And their running game's been really bad this year, but they ran for like 250 yards against the Patriots, and they have the Raiders this week. I mean, that's a great matchup. Yeah. He also catches the ball better than the other guys True. as well. True. Um, Jamal Williams with a quad injury did not practice today for the Packers. Usually we don't wouldn't mention make mention of that, but, I mean, it's almost a 60-40 split usually with, between him and, and Aaron Jones, so... Um, perhaps A.J. Dillon gets some run this week, or maybe they just lean more on Jones. Yeah, I'm sure Dillon will get some touches, but he's been very unimpressive when he has this year. That game has a massive over-under. It's a terrible Titans defense. I was hearing today that there's supposed to be a lot of wind in that game. I mean, Jones might be the running back one this week. Yeah, if he's not Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, against the Green Bay yeah. defense. <laughs> yeah, they both should be uh, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, Terry McLaurin with an ankle injury did not practice on Wednesday. Keep an eye on that, obviously. Uh, this good news for Antonio Gibson uh, owners. He was limited um, at practice today, so he may, he's trending in the right direction. Uh, they play Carolina this week, which will be a great matchup to get Antonio Gibson back, and we'd like to have him available for that one. 
Uh, Tyreek Hill. Real quick on Gibson, I just want to throw this out there. Yeah. that I don't think people realize his value to the Washington football team. Like, he's clearly their number one. And we'd be talking about him like we're talking about Akers and Dobbins and these guys if he wouldn't have got hurt when he did. I mean, McKissick and Barber are not obstacles for him if he's healthy. No, not at all. Not at all. You're right. Uh, Tyreek Hill with a hamstring did not practice today. Wow. Uh, so that's certainly something to keep an eye on. Um, they're playing Atlanta this week. My God. Wow. Uh, Tyreek Hill could feast, uh, but maybe, you know, they've got everything wrapped up. Maybe they decide to, to sit him at this point. Um, yeah, my thought was grab Hardman while you can because it's a great yeah. matchup. And if, if I'm the Chiefs, I would not hesitate to sit Hill. I mean, you'll probably get the one seed no matter what. You're probably going to win that game no matter yeah, what. Yeah, they're already down Edwards Hilaire at this point. Right. Uh, he's not going to play this week. So, again, we talked about Le'Veon Bell earlier this week. Yeah, go ahead and go with some of the backups. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, doubtful to play this week against Washington. No surprise there. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott said he's back on track to play in Week 16 against the Eagles. I guess that's good news, but Pollard has a lot more juice right now than Elliott. I mean, Pollard's a very good football player. Can he handle a workload like Elliott week after week after week? Probably not, but let's say you have them both and you handcuffed Zeke with a late pick and Pollard. I think I'd rather Zeke be out and start Pollard. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with that. Uh, Daniel Jones uh, practiced on Wednesday. It looks like he's going to play this week against the the uh, Ravens. Yeah, I heard that, and I assume they think he's healthy enough to move around. That offense has been pretty darn bad. I don't know that there's any fantasy gold to mine against the Ravens in, in that <laughs> offense. Yeah, despite I mean the the Ravens have given some stuff up, and their secondary is a little beaten up, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Philip Lindsay with the hip did not practice on Wednesday. That's good news for Melvin Gordon owners who were sitting there with him. Uh, sure. Gordon, of course, got uh, had, a, had a nice week last week. He's had a nice year. I know he's not a, a sexy guy. You know, no one was doing cartwheels when they stuck that sticker up on the board when they drafted him. But he's had a quality year. He's been worth his money in his new home. And without Lindsay, he might be a running back one. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, Julio Jones with the hamstring did not practice today. No surprise there. I I'm, I would not count on Julio Jones this week. Um, they may just shut him down. Uh, the the uh, Denver Broncos activated pre, uh, place kicker Brandon McManus off their COVID reserve list, so he's back. If you've been sitting on him or you maybe need a kicker this week, he's never a bad uh, a, a bad option. Yeah, uh, Stefan Diggs, according to uh, Sean McDermott, uh, took part in today's practice for. Buffalo. That's good news for Stefan Diggs owners for sure because there were some questions there. Uh, James Robinson, um, they plan to test the ankle in practice this week. I don't expect him to play. I don't either. I think they got to look long term with this kid. I mean, he's he's dealing with a high ankle sprain. I get it because he's an undrafted guy. He wants to show how tough he is. But at some point, the head coach has to step in and say, hey, James, You've shown us what you can do. You've got a spot on the roster next year. You got nothing to prove. Yeah, yeah, you're past that. You know, you're you're one of our foundational pieces at this point. Uh, I firmly believe that he'll be the week one starter for him. Like, I don't think they'll be looking outside the organization at least this year. I, I agree. Think he's their guy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Chase Edmonds with a uh, ankle and knee injury did not practice. Uh, Debo Samuel's it sounds like they're shutting him down as well for the season. Yeah. Real yeah, quick on Edmonds. Same thing. Drake left the game, and Edmonds ended up out touching him last week. But I've heard no news about Drake, so I'm not 100 percent sure that either one of those guys is healthy. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think they're you know Something to they're kind of limping to the finish finish line as well. Uh, looking at this week's games, the Friday game is Vikings at Saints. That's a four thirty start on that game as well. So don't forget to put your lineup in mm-hmm. uh, on Christmas Day while you're opening gifts and everything because that game's going to uh, start early. It, 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 we're not going to have Michael Thomas. I'm going to think that Breeze is a little better. You know, I don't like using things like rust, but boy, he was really bad. I mean, I'm betting. He I could, thought he got better in the yes, second half. Agreed. I, you mentioned Emmanuel Sanders. And you can throw on that Vikings defense. Yes. I, I, I think Emmanuel Sanders and Cook are both really good starts. You know, we mentioned potential running back ones. I think Kamara could be that guy. His numbers with Breeze starting are always way better, and he's their, he's their best player. Yeah, and I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think the defense um, is going to give the Vikings problems. Like, I I, this is not a great Dalvin Cook week. No, I mean, I'm sure he he got you to your Super Bowl. You're going to play him. That's same with Thielen. That's same with Jefferson. Just don't expect one of those thirty point games. I mean, no. if he gets if he gets you twenty in this one, that's a good game. Agreed, agreed. You know, Jefferson returns home, but still, uh, I, this is not a cousin start game. If you're torn between two mediocre quarterbacks or you're streaming, uh, the Saints D. I mean, I know at the end of the day they let up a, a fair amount of points to the Chiefs, but they did more than their share. They were just on the field. They kept a minute early when yeah. when Breeze was just awful. But awful, awful. He was killing the team. Yeah. Uh, Saturday games, uh, one o'clock. Buccaneers at Lions. Why do the Lions keep getting these premium? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Who wants to watch that? <laughs> and they're the Detroit's entire coaching staff is on the COVID list essentially. Yeah. Uh, it may be a player. It may have, Matthew Stafford may be running everything for this game. And he sat out the end of last game. I mean, he's still nursing something. How much are you going to force him out there? Um, Swift is really the only one I'm really interested. In. I guess Hawkinson. Um, but I Marvin Jones, I, you know, you, yeah, you could do worse. Yeah, he's been good with Galladay out. I mean, he's averaging – I read this just the other day. He's, he's averaging like 16 or 17 fantasy points a game when Galladay's out. I mean, he's a sneaky yeah. starter. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and you know the Buccaneers' defense has not been nearly as good as it was early in the season. Not close. Um, yeah, I, you know you're going to start your. You know you know who to start for the Bucs. There's no surprises there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just comes down to the running back situation. Is Ronald Jones back this week? Uh, you know, is is for you know, if it's Fournette again. Fournette was not great last week. Good it enough, should bro. have been a smash situation. He right. he did enough because he scored. Yeah, but right. really they did not. They, they fell behind. Great. And, and threw like crazy, yeah. Yeah, I don't expect. I mean, this is running game wise. This is a great matchup. If Jones is out, though, I'm starting Fournette. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they will not struggle running the football against the Lions. I wouldn't think so. That will not happen. You mentioned the, uh, the, the fourth problem. Would you start it though? Um, probably because I probably did wouldn't have a you know. Yeah, you've, you've right. ridden them this good. all season long. I don't know if they'd be one of my top picks though in DFS. Gotcha. Uh, San Francisco at the 4:30 game is uh, San Francisco against the Cardinals. Uh, this is a weird one because San Francisco has played its last two home games in Arizona. <laughs> right, right. So, so they really don't. Travels. This is really a home game for them. They haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, nobody. They're they're, they're stationed. There. They're stationed right now in Arizona. They just picked up Josh Rosen. Um, I don't think Mullins. Yeah, they're play. a mess. I think Bethlehem the Cardinals defense. Yeah, that's yeah the Cardinals' one. defense yeah. would be one I would stream. Yes, and that's not a great defense, but they should they should get some points. They should, and 
it, uh, there's some rumors that Kittle could possibly play. That sounds insane to me. I mean, if I was the owner, I'd be like, no, you're not playing. That's, we're not doing that. doesn't do us any good. <laughs> send, him, send him back to San Francisco. Right, hey, yeah, here's you, a plane ticket. Right, Get out of here. See you again. Uh, Ayuk, though, is a, a wide receiver one. Depending on, it depends to, for me on who's starting at quarterback. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. For for San Francisco. I Nick Mullins is out for the – yeah, he's okay. He's okay. I don't know that there's a big difference between Bethard and and Mullins. Obviously, Mullins has more experience, but ugh, neither one's good. Bethard's neither one's any good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess they'll figure out ways to get Ayuk the football. Yeah, um, it's kind of the only show in town at the at the moment. Yeah, McKissick is is done for the year. So do, you know, do you do you go with the McKinnon here? Do you go with Jeff Wilson? I think Wilson's the guy. I don't trust Tevin Coleman at all. McKinnon hasn't done much lately. I. I Although they'll probably be coming from behind, I mean, I don't know if they'll win this game. They're they're not in a very good spot right now. They're not in a good spot at all, right? No. Uh, the eight fifteen game is Dolphins at Raiders. You firing up that Dolphins offense against yeah. what has been an yeah. atrocious defense. I mean, I read something today too that the Raiders Raiders games compared to the other thirty one teams average the most points scored. Which makes sense. It's a pretty yes. good offense. Their defense is horrendous. When in doubt, play your guys in a Raider game, whether they're Raiders or Raiders opponents. Parker, okay. You know, we mentioned Gaskin, sure. Uh, Gasecki, sure. Yeah. Assuming all those guys are healthy. Yeah. Tua's even worth a start this week if you're looking at uh, Tua or Mariota in this week. Mariota runs more of the two. Tua does not run very much. I'm starting Mariota. Mariota I like his has a tougher defensive matchup, though. It's very true. But he's got the t- he's got he's got the much tougher. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, one o'clock around, games you know. on. Go ahead. Yeah, one o'clock games on Sunday. The first one is the uh, Colts and Steelers. Man, what are your feelings? You're going to start. Steelers? You're going to start Taylor. Oh, yeah. um, you know because he's he's on a heater. Um, I'm leaning <sighs> towards no on. When in doubt, I'm going to say no on these guys. I'm starting Deontay. Yeah, he's, he starts. I don't think I'm starting um, Hilton. I don't think I'm starting Claypool. I'm not super excited about Juju. Connor doesn't. I see. Him. I think Juju could do some things in this. Uh, you know, the the Colts will play a lot. They don't blitz. No, they don't. And they'll, and they'll play just a lot of straight cover two. Mm-hmm. Well, what's open against the cover two? I think there's, there's going to be some of that shorter stuff that, that Juju could catch. And maybe it's seven catches for 48 yards, but maybe he gets in the end zone as well. Maybe. I mean, he's hard to sit on your bench. I mean, he's probably a top 36 receiver. I don't know that I'm paying for him in DFS. I don't know that there's going to be a lot of points in that game in general. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game either. Mm-mm. I don't I don't want to start either quarterback in that game. No. I just don't. Definitely don't, right. Neither one's going to run for a yard. Yeah. Uh, Falcons at Chiefs. We talked a little bit about that one with Tyreek Hill. Um, be careful there. No Edwards Hilaire. I think Le'Veon Bell is a solid start in this one. Yeah. Um, maybe he's a running back one. Yeah, I think so too. He's gonna be the only show in town on a good offense against. Yeah, him. he'll catch the football. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll, you know, they'll sprinkle in some of the other guys, but it's gonna be Le'Veon. Le'Veon Bell's gonna get twenty touches. Yeah, I mentioned Hardman, but I wanted to mention Sammy Watkins too. I mean, this could be a blow up for, yeah. for Watkins if I, if Tyreek and obviously Kelsey benefits yeah. greatly. Yeah. Um, um, Ridley and Hurst are the only guys on the other side you can even consider. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're 
bad. Maybe if you're if you're really really hurt, engage. But I mean, yeah. he's been okay. He's not bad. You're um, right, but there's got to be 36 better receivers to start this week. Yeah, you would think. Uh, Bears at Jaguars. Ugh. See, I think it's kind of a <laughs> this would have been a Nick. This would have been the Nick Foles revenge game, but they're they're not even saying the Jaguars aren't saying who their starter is going to be. And the Bears, uh, I think Trubisky. Oh, Trubisky's a guy. Yeah, Trubisky for the Bears is going to get the start. Um, Montgomery is a must start. Yeah. Uh, If Robinson is out, I don't know how the Jaguars move the football. Oh, right. I I, I mean, it was kind of a sneaky spot for these Bears. But the more you think about the Bears, they only have two guys you can start. I mean, Robinson on a revenge game and Montgomery. Trubisky, I don't think, would be a terrible start. What about Cole Komet? I kind of like him, and he's starting to come on. That's not so bad. I mean, the Jags are pretty poor. I mean, he, he might be. I mean, I could probably go through the list, and he might be a top 12. He might be. You know, like I'm starting him. There's a lot of – I mean, like him or Hayden Hurst. I, mean, I think that's a conversation. Right. Yeah. Right. That's I mean, bad. that's where the position's at. It is. Uh, Bengals at Texans. Man. In a game only their mothers will watch. Right. <laughs> Bernard and Johnson are starters, but both the starting backs, right? Yeah, you got to start both backs. I mean, I don't think Tyler Boyd's um, gonna play. You, you got to start Deshaun Watson. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a must. Yeah, Cooks has to start. What about Kiki Cute? No, I mean, I I think they'll move the ball a lot, and they're actually pretty big favorites, which shocked me. Favored by like eight and a half. Um, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that Houston D is really bad. But I still it is despite what we saw Monday night. I don't think since he moves the ball against anybody, and they're not going to throw on anybody. Yeah, Geo's I mean they the had two hundred twenty. They had two hundred twenty yards on Sunday night or, yeah. or Monday night. They didn't move the football. I mean, they the Steelers might get, turned the football over. They might get to that number again against te- the Texans, but I mean they're not. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, that will be the only win of Ryan Finley's career. <laughs> There's a good chance. Uh, Giants at Ravens. I don't like my Giants. Uh, Maybe angry. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I don't, I'm not starting any Giants. I don't. Uh, I guess you're going to start Dobbins. Although I think that's a tough matchup. Obviously, you're starting Lamar, Mark and Andrews, and that might be about it. Marquise Brown. I mean, no, don't trust him. I don't trust him. I think Bradbury's going to be back. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Don't trust him at all. No, Ravens, uh, Browns and Jets. Yeah, Ravens deal will be fine. Browns and Jets. Browns and Jets, uh, the usual. Uh, no Jets. None. Yeah. None. Uh, uh, Panthers and, and Washington, same thing. You know who to start from these games. There's no surprises there with that one. You just watch McLaurin's uh, status. I expect him back. If Antonio Gibson is back, he's a smash start for sure. in that one. Uh, Broncos at Chargers, um, again, same thing. At this point, folks, there are no surprises. I'm just going to roll through the rest of these games. <laughs> Broncos at Chargers, Eagles at Cowboys, you know who to start. Rams at Seahawks, no surprises there. Titans at Packers, we talked a little bit about the running games in that game for oh, both of those teams should those blow games. up. Yeah, start yeah. everyone that game. And then Bills at Patriots, that's the only one that's uh, – They just put Stephon Gilmore trust that, on injured reserve. I don't know if the right. Patriots are any opposition whatsoever. And the Bills want to smash the Patriots, right? You gotta, you gotta like just in. just blow them out of the water here. Um, you know, if 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 Diggs plays, he's gonna he's great. What about Devin Singletary or Moss in this game? If you're really hurting, I was thinking that. You know, I mean, it's I think they'll control it from the start. They'll win. 
the running backs will produce more than usual. Um, maybe even Cole Beasley. Yeah, uh, he's a good start. Mm-hmm. He's been solid. And uh, don't forget about John Brown. If if he's back, if he's uh, back. they're going to want to try to you know maybe force feed him the ball a little bit just to get him back into the uh, into the mix and put him on tape. So they're going to win that. That's game it for this week's games. Yeah, that's that's the slate uh, for this week's games. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. We're going. Uh, I'm Dale Lally. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll give you. It's already time for our picks on Sunday Steelers Colts game. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't even gotten that far enough to think about this yet. So if Matt and I come up with the same score on this game, I'm going to be shocked. Okay. But we'll see right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, it is time for us to make our picks on this game. Uh, surprisingly enough, uh, the Steelers, uh, when this game opened on t- on uh, Monday, uh, the lines came out and the Steelers were favored by two and a half points. Before and then they went out Monday night. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. They went out on Monday night and lost to the Bengals. And now they are four point, or I'm sorry, they're one and a half point underdogs. At home, uh, that's a four-point swing, and there is a theory out there that when the line moves that that lot that bit that much, mm-hmm. if it's more than a, I think it's more than a three-point swing, you're supposed to go the other way on it. That's what what say you? Everybody's jumping on it and overreacting. Everybody's and, jumping on right, ba- right. yeah, overreacting based on what they saw. Yeah, and Vegas that makes set sense. this thing at Vegas set this thing at minus two and a half. They don't do that to lose money. <laughs> they know what they're doing out there, though. Those, those big palaces in the desert uh, weren't built by losing a lot of losing a lot of games. <sighs> I have mixed feelings. I mean, maybe I overreacted, but I thought the spread in this game was going to be four or five in the Colts' favor, just with how both teams are playing right now. And the fact that it isn't makes me think, man, Vegas thinks Tomlin's going to get this thing back on track at home quality opponent, playoff-type team. How many games have we seen the Steelers win in that building that fits that that qualification? I'm going to take the Colts, though. I need to see it first before I can say the Steelers win this game. I have the Colts 24-20. Okay, we're, we're along the same lines here. I look at this Colts team, and I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. That's my problem here. And I'll say this, Matt. They've played. This will be their third road game in four weeks. Um, you know, that's, that's actually right, yeah. you know since the since December sixth. This will be their fourth or their third road game since the, December sixth. That's three road games in in a span of twenty one days. Yeah. Uh, and they've also played a fourth game there as well. So, you know, I, I, I get it. Uh, they've won three in a row, but they've beaten the Texans twice. And they beat a, a Raiders team that we just talked about. Um, can't stop anybody. No. And that was a close game. They, they beat the, the Texans on the road uh, back on December 6, 2620. Uh, beat the, the Raiders 4427, but that was game was much closer than that. It was a three point game going into the fourth quarter, and they intercepted a pass and returned it for a touchdown, did all kinds of crazy stuff, and it turned into a, a blowout. And then they just beat the Texans at home 2720. 
Um, I think the Steelers get there. I, I, I think they're going to play better in this game. Um, and I just have a feeling. I just, maybe it's maybe it's my hope. Going back to what we talked about with not wanting that uh, that that Browns game to get flexed into the night game. <laughs> so maybe it is just a hope on my on my part. Uh, but I, I think the Steelers do enough in this game to win it twenty three twenty. Again, I, I go back to what we talked about yesterday with this Colts defense, which early in the year was oh this this Colts defense is really good. Uh, over the last uh, five games. Uh, it, it's been 367 yards, 449 yards, 398 yards, 424 yards, 425 yards over the last uh, in the, over the last five games. Um, if the Steelers take care of the football in this one, uh, because that's been the difference for the Colts in, the, in those same five games, they forced uh, 11 turnovers and only turned it over three times themselves. Yeah, they're number one in turnover differential. Well, what does the steel what what does the Steelers defense do? Oh, I know. It takes the football away. Do we really think that the Steelers' defense is going to go a second game in a row without turning the football over? No, I think you're a good point there. And to take it even a step further, why I almost did take Pittsburgh, the thing I'm really keying on here is I've been – I was very skeptical of Rivers, and we both were. But I I, want to give him credit for the last five, six weeks of how he's played. And he hasn't put the ball in harm's way. But the pass rushers coming after him are Tennessee and Houston and the Raiders. I mean, right bad, teams that bad. don't do that. Right, yeah. really bad pass rushers. Like the worst. Really, if you look at the entire second half for them, I mean, since 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 losing to the Ravens in Week Nine, they lost that game twenty four twenty at home to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've played the Titans. They don't rush a passer. They were the worst in the league. They played the pack. They played the Packers. They don't rush a passer real well. They've got no, one guy. They do. Uh, the Titans again. They lost to the Titans, who don't rush the passer real well. The Texans can't rush the passers. The Raiders don't rush the passer. The Texans again. They don't rush the passer. These are some of the worst in the league. Not like eh, they're not they're the, Yeah, not just bad, but it's the worst in the league. Yeah. So I don't know. I look at this schedule for the for the the Colts. And I don't know who they are. Yeah, I hear you. To saying. be quite honest with you, um, I, you know, you could say the same thing about the Steelers. Uh, but that AFC South is just, to me, if you look at it, the AFC North teams this year against the AFC South, the good teams in the AFC North, and even Cincinnati beat Tennessee. Yeah, I guess the, they did, the, the the teams the teams from the North have dominated it's a much these South division. teams. You're right about that. It, it, they've been much better, much much more physically imposing than these teams from the AFC South, and I think that plays a factor in this one. I have the Steelers winning this one, twenty three twenty. Yeah, uh, you make a good point. Uh, I just wish I had a better taste in my mouth of the offense, and I think this defense. I get it. I, I yeah. mean, hey, I, 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 I may be out on that limb all by myself. Yeah, but I'll, 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 I'll go out on that limb with this team. Uh, I also, I just, I, I look at that schedule of who, who this this uh, Colts team has lost to. Their losses have been to the to the Jaguars, the Browns, the Ravens, and Titans. Uh, their game against Cincinnati. When did they play them? Um, they beat the ba- they beat the Bengals thirty one twenty seven. Wow, and that was a close. that was I mean that was a tight football game. Mm-hmm. I just think that the a- the AFC North teams are are so much better than the AFC South teams that 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 plays a big factor for me. Yeah. I, I just can't get over that. I, I just don't think those teams are very good. I think their record is is built largely on. Beating the bad other. teams in their yeah. division. Right. Beat the Jags yeah. twice a year and, you know, those type of things. And Houston's really bad right now, too. A um, couple notes, you know, that 
I think their style of defense, cover two, zone, fast linebackers, plays very well against the short passing game, just coming and playing downhill and, and knocking that out. The Steelers are going to have to get away from that short – you know, can't just totally lean on that or you're going to see a lot of big collisions at the catch point. But kind of like Correct, I was talking about yeah. with Rivers, I do think the Steelers will pressure him. And even though he's protected the football of late, he hasn't been under pressure. And I think deep down – he is a turnover guy. You know, I don't trust him that he's turned this corner at age 38 or 39. That he's Yeah, this is a guy who is, you know, if Rivers, he's he's got a couple of 20 interception seasons, right. including one last year. If not for Marcus Mariota last year, I'm sorry, Winston, right. Jameis Winston. If not for Jameis Winston last year, people were talking about, oh, my God, did you see all these interceptions that Phillip Rivers is throwing? Right. That's right. who he is. That's who he is. That's who he is. So, yeah, I, I just think the Steelers pull this one out, and we'll we'll see. Uh, I guess on Monday uh, whether or not uh, which one of us is right. We don't often go different directions on these games, but in this one I, we are. So I'm hoping uh, but, you're right. Uh, we're gonna take. We'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll see. see. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be boy. The, uh, but the I, attitude I do, of this whole city I, would change dramatically if you're right. Yeah, and, and I I, do, I will say this: we both think it's going to be a close, low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. No, I think these are good defenses, all in all. Yeah, I think uh, overall they're good defenses. And I don't know, you know, when I talk about the the, the four hundred plus yard games that the the uh, the Colts have given up here in the last month and a half, um, can the Steelers do that to them? That's what I don't yeah, know. I tend to lean towards no, but I don't think they have to either. Right. So again, I, I think whichever team turns the football over the most, is it, it, it often comes down to in the NFL, sure. the team that makes the fewest mistakes wins this one. I think the Steelers just had their big mistake game. And I'm yeah, with you I that they, I bet the defense causes some. Yeah, I think I think they'll they'll get a couple at least a couple of turnovers in this football game. Taylor's a fumbler too. I was too. about to say, John, when we're talking about yeah. him pre you know pre draft, he, he puts the ball on the carpet, and we haven't seen a lot in the that, pros. That but, changed that game for them against the yeah, Ravens. Uh, you know, point. they were beating the Ravens early in that game, and Taylor fumbled, and it just changed the, the entire complexion of that football game. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that as well. But uh, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. When we come back. Uh, we're going to hear from Ben Roethlisberger. He met with the media this morning, had a lot to talk about, a lot on his mind. And, uh, well, you know, I, I'm sure he's uh, beating himself up this week after that game against the Bengals last week. We'll hear what Ben had to say right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, Matt, it's appropriate that we have uh, an old Greybeard band like uh, ZZ <laughs> Top leading us into this segment because we're going to have a couple of old Greybeard quarterbacks this week on the football field. really are. And they both have had amazing careers. They're both strong, in my opinion. I- I'm excited for this one. Yeah, this is one you look forward to. This is one I'm sure Ben Roethlisberger is looking forward to as well to get the bad taste of that last game out of his mouth. And we spoke to the uh, Steelers quarterback earlier today. I uh, wanted to play that back for everybody. Here's what Ben Roethlisberger had to say today. Ben here right now. One second. We'll open it up for questions. First one, Dale Lawley. Dale, go ahead. Yeah, Ben, <laughs> the uh... – 
the the slow starts haven't just been over the last few weeks. It's been a, a kind of a season long problem. Is there something in there that you can put your finger on? Is it the script? Is it uh, yourself? Is it just a, a myriad of things? What what do you think's wrong with that? Yeah, it feels like it's something different every week. So it's hard to really nail down one thing, um, but it's something that's very important to us, and we need to get fixed now. Uh, Jim Colony. Okay, so Ben, the follow-up, I guess, to that would be, how does it get fixed? You know, we, uh, you know, we all need to to perform better, and it starts with me. You know, got to complete passes um, if, if that's the call. If, if it's run, then we got to get get hats on hats, if you will. Um, so, uh, once again, you guys are asking uh, questions. If if I had an answer to it, we wouldn't be having these issues. So, we'll, we'll um, you know, we can't we can't fix anything until we get out there on Sunday, really. Joe Rudder. Okay, moving on. Brooke Breyer. I'm sorry. Oh, Joe's back. Are we going back to Brooke? All right, real quick. Joe Rudder, go ahead. Brooke, you're up next. Yeah, Ben, as a captain and a leader, with, has anybody felt the need to talk to Juju about these, uh, you know, logo dances? And do you think that, you know, some others have said it could be viewed as disrespectful. Do you agree with that? Uh, I'm so far removed from social media. Um, Kind of like you, Dale, like not hitting the unmute button probably there for a second. But <laughs> um, no, you know, so I didn't know a lot about it until someone brought it up. Uh, it might have been production. I don't remember when it got brought to, to my attention. I don't know a lot about it. Um, I, I saw maybe Coach said he was going to say something to Juju. So, um, you know, I, I just I try to communicate with Juju just like I do with everyone else um, and, and figure out, hey, what's going on. And uh, if he's not intended for something to be disrespectful, then it's probably not. Brooke, go ahead. Hey, Ben. When we talked with you last week, you mentioned that, yes, your elbow feels great, but there can be that rapid downhill, that rapid falling off the cliff, and you've been working to not have that happen. How will you know when that happens? And when you have a first half like the one on Monday, is there any concern that you're approaching that faster than you anticipated? You know, I, I guess you just – you'll feel fatigue. You'll feel that you are that you can't make the throw or, or something. I, I don't know. I, I – I, I guess that that's the best answer I can give you is you just, you'll feel it. Um, and, and I didn't, I haven't felt that yet. So I guess that's a positive as well. Mike Pursuta. Ben, a couple of plays for the Bengals game are, are much discussed. Uh, the, the throw to Ebron when he got hurt and the fumble catch play to Juju. Did you have Claypool deep as an option on one or both of those? And can you kind of run through why you chose to do what you did? Yeah, the one to Juju. Um, when I when I looked at Chase, um, he had a guy on him. You know, within the first ten yards, there was a guy on him. So I came off that read. Um, you look at the you look at the picture on the sideline and look at the film. Yes, he opened up, but that's after I came. My eyes came off of a guy that's you know got a guy on him. Um, and then the, the the deep one to Ebron. Same thing happened. If you go back and look at it, thirty, who is a great. Is, you know, as a ball hawk and safety, I mean, he's a guy that, that takes chances and does stuff. He's in the he, he's on chase until he sees the ball come out of my hand. Um, so you know, Chase thought he was open, um, but when you go back and look at it, you realize that the guy um, is back there to make a play. Could you throw it up and it'd be two on one, and you know, maybe your guy makes a play? Yeah, but um, you know, you got to take the the this kind of smart throw there, which I, I thought it was a good one, but um, you know, it's that that's in looking back at it, you, you got to realize that there's. Guys come open once the ball comes out of your hand a lot. Ray Fittipaldo. 
Hey, Ben, earlier in your career, you guys won a lot of close games, like, you know, 16-10, 13-10, whatever. Um, you know, is there anything that you can draw on from those experiences? And you guys have to embrace a mentality of being comfortable in, in low-scoring games. Yeah, you got to find ways to win. Good teams do it. Um, we, we, we did it even earlier this year. Um, but, but right now we're just not doing it. And so we, we have to get back to kind of having um, some sort of continuity, some sort of, you know, at the end of those games, when, when you need a play to be made, uh, we all have to, to be there to make it, whoever's number's called, and it starts with me. Jenna Harner. Ben, what are the conversations like this week from the vets to the guys on the team? Do they change at all? Is anything different during this stretch here, or are they kind of consistent? Uh, they stay pretty consistent, but, uh, you know, I think we had a really good um, offensive meeting this morning. Um, just kind of did a players, um, got together, and we talked. And uh, so I thought it was a good one. Um, to just kind of express where we are and what we need to do moving forward. Will Graves. Hey, Ben, there was a report out there on Monday, you know, that you were going to play next year, which isn't really news because, as you pointed out, you always play to the end of your contract. Uh, at the same time, after the Buffalo game, you said, if, if I don't play good enough football, then I need to hang it up. I'm just sort of curious, what metrics will you use to sort of what, internal? What, I mean, what is the thought process in, in reaching that destination whenever you might reach it, whether it's now or five years from now? I'll just let media people tell me, I guess, since they seem to be coming up with all kinds of stories out of nowhere from nobody at my camp or my family. So um, it's amazing where people get their stories to, to say those things. So, um, no, truthfully, I'll just, uh, at the end of the season, do a lot of praying and talking to people I care about and, uh, and make the decision when the time's right. Mark Caboli. Hey, Ben, there's a lot of people out there saying that you're done. It's over for you right now. I know you stay away from that type of social media stuff but I'm sure it has to have a trickle down to you at some point. Is that motivating to you when that stuff comes out and they talk about you in that regards? Well, shoot, I don't blame them. Uh, when you play like poo, you should get talked about like that. And so, um, you know, I, I need to play better. So if, I, if I'm not giving them a reason to talk good, then I'm giving reason to talk bad. So um, that, that's, all, that's all on me. I need to play better. Time for a few more Didi Kinkabala. Ben, that actually takes me someplace. Every single one of us, as we get older, we have to make some sort of adjustments in whatever it is that we do. What has sort of that process, obviously you can't do what you did when you were 23. None of us can. What has the process been to sort of adjust the way you play the game? And what's the psychological challenge in that? Because, I mean, for me, nobody's watching me age the way that they're watching you have to make adjustments. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the job I guess we kind of signed up for was to live under a microscope where every single thing, every step, every word, every throw is scrutinized really. Um, and, and that's, it is what it is to use a Tomlinism, I guess, or whoever, but um, you know what? It's at some point, if you want to play this game long enough, when you're, when you physically can't do all the exact same things you, you do when you're younger, you have to find a way, to be successful and win in other ways. And so for me, it's trying to be mentally strong, trying to figure out mentally, how can I beat a defense or a play? And um, there's been times that it's been, I feel like it's been really good. There's been times that I, I haven't been as sharp mentally and um, I need to get more consistent with my play and that's mentally and physically. And so uh, I think when I play um, good football mentally and physically, then hopefully that'll trickle down to, to everyone else. No strap being. 
Hey, Ben, I know it still wasn't a 100-yard performance like you guys are looking for, but how beneficial was it to have Benny Snell rolling like he was and to use a little bit of play action this week? Yeah, I thought Benny brought a nice energy and nice physicality, um, got us some some tough yards when we needed it, um, also made some guys miss and, and, you know, got to the outside. So it, it was nice to have that. Um, I, I'm not sure what James's status is, but I know when he comes back, he'll be excited, chomping at the bit. Um, you know, and we've got a handful of capable guys that can, can really help us win. Um, but we all need to put it together at the, at the same time. Brian Batko. Hey, Ben, uh, obviously you guys can still secure uh, a home game in the playoffs, maybe more. Now that you've played 14 games in this 2020 environment, some on the road with fans, some without, some at home without fans, uh, how much does it even feel like there's that same emphasis to, to try to get that home field advantage this year? Yeah, it's just different. Uh, it feels like it's um, – like everything, it's just a different year. I'm not sure um, how much home field will play into, into it, but we'd love to do it. Chris Adamski. And I often say I write like poo, so I appreciate using the word poo as an adjective. Um, <laughs> that being said, I mean, you've been open. I mean, it, you know, part of it is being a leader. And, you know, you'll take responsibility when you lose. I know you say that, but it, but watching this past week's game, when you say that, are there things do you see? Do you see footwork? Do you see mechanics? Do you see decisions? Do you, what, what do you think you – what is poo like, I guess, in your evaluation of, of your own game right now? Well, it's dad talk, right? Um, you know, it's when you're not winning. I mean, truthfully, that at the end of the day, that that's um, my determining factor of if I play well or not. Is are, are we winning the football game? Because that's all that matters to me. And so, um, you know, am I, I'm not completing enough passes. Am I getting us in the right play call? Am I not? I mean, there's a myriad of of issues, in my opinion, um, that aren't helping us win the game. And it's and it could be something different all the time. But I just have to play well enough to help us win a football game because at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. Two more quick ones. Aditi, go ahead. Ben, following up on what you said about the players-only meeting, is that something that you called? And why can something like that be so useful at this point of the season? Uh, I did. And it had nothing to do with where we are in terms of, uh, you know, losing three. It's just I feel it's that time of year when – you know, it's, it's prudent to have those kind of meetings when veteran guys can speak and talk to young guys on what to expect and, um, you know, get ready for moving forward. Final one, Brooke. Ben, going off that players-only meeting, how will you know if, if the message that you wanted to get across to those guys is successful? What things will you need to see in practice or a game or even in just interactions with them? Well, I'm sure that, that this whole thing now is going to blow up Steelers had players only meet. And like I said, that's why I tried to emphasize, and this will never get written, is it had nothing to do with the losses. It had everything to do with where we are and where we're going. We're getting ready to go into the playoffs. So there's there's a – you know, I had the guys raise their hand, who's played in a playoff game, who hasn't? And, and it was half the guys – over half the guys haven't played in a playoff game. So it's important that veteran guys and guys that have um, communicate what it's like and, and appreciate I, – I, I hate to – to throw him out there like that. But coach, we use Mike Munchak as an example, a guy that um, spent 30 plus years in the NFL playing and coaching and only played in one Super Bowl or only was only a part of one Super Bowl. So just wanted guys to, to understand and, and to reiterate how important uh, this time of year is and that the playoffs aren't guaranteed to anybody. 
Um, so it wasn't a players only panic meeting. Um, make sure people keep writing that, that this is a meeting that, um, we felt was necessary moving forward to going into the postseason. All right. Thanks, Ben. That was Steelers quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger earlier today with the assembled media, including myself. And, uh, well, you heard his, uh, his very unbiased assessment of his play uh, of late, <laughs> or at least in, in Sunday Monday night's game. It was poo. It was so. poo, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was on stand today, and he was making jokes about it. That's one of the words you use when you have three young kids at home, you know? Yeah, uh, that's what he said. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I can't argue with it. Again, it was we've talked about uh, throughout the show that was, you know, his worst showing uh, maybe ever. Um, you sure. know, considering the opponent and everything at stake. Um, he's a proud guy. He's as competitive as anybody uh, that, that I've known. And I expect him, especially with Philip Rivers standing on the other sideline, a guy that was drafted ahead of him all the way back in 2004, I expect him to come out with his best game, at least the best that he can play uh, at this time, at this point in his career. And, and you know, I, I expect him to outplay Rivers in this one. It sure wouldn't shock me, you know, for all those reasons you just mentioned. Getting embarrassed by that team on Monday night for the whole world to see, and then not a rival, but a, you know, a, 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 a lot of commonality with you know Rivers coming to town now, and no one's talking about Rivers being done. They shouldn't be talking about me being done. I'm going to show the world, you know. I mean, I could certainly see that out of Ben. Yeah, don't forget, Rivers is a year older than Ben. So, mm-hmm. it's, you know, we want to talk about quarterbacks hitting the wall or, you know, in December. That's something to be considered here as well. But uh, that is going to do it for our show. And uh, we won't be back until next week. So we do want to wish everybody out there a Merry Christmas and a safe and sav- uh, happy uh, holidays here. I hope everybody is well and, and everybody's families are well. Uh, same with you guys. Uh, Matt, uh, it's been a, a pleasure doing shows with you once again this year. Uh, I know we're not quite to the to New Year's yet, but uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. You're Same going. with uh, Jacob uh, here on site, keeping us on the air. Jacob, we, we wish you a Merry Christmas. I, I had a gift for you. Can't give it to you today because, <laughs> well, uh, sure I'm did. stuck. But, but uh, uh, we do wish you all out there a Merry Christmas. I'm Dale Lally. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.